Well, I'm finishing up a, a series on the attributes of God. We're just, we've looked at five of them. The fifth one today is God's name. I want to talk to you today about God's name. A man named Paul Dickinson uh, wrote a book called Names. He had this hobby of researching unusual names, and he uh, put it in a book. He said that sometimes names became prophetic. In 1941, two men were sent to the electric chair in Florida. The first guy's name was Will Byrne. And the other guy's last name was Frizzle. A Montreal window washer fell to his death. His name was Will Drop. He found that other names fit people's occupations amazingly. Joe Bunt was a baseball coach. Dan Druff was a barber. Go forth and catch them. Police officers and partners. In the Catholic Church, there are bishops and cardinals. So the, the cardinal of the Philippines, his name was Cardinal Sin. Mr. Vroom was a Harley motorcycle salesman. Zoltan Overy. O-B-G-Y-N. P.P. Peters, a urologist. You can't make this up. So what's in a name, asked Shakespeare. God says a lot when it's his name. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So we're not to take the name of the Lord in vain or misuse his name. So why is God so sensitive about his name? Why is that so important to him? We maybe don't think about names so much today, but long ago, names were very important. They, they said some important characteristics about a person. Let me give you three. It, it, uh, your name signified your reputation. Proverbs 22, one says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. We've even heard the phrase, he's made a good name for himself, or, or he has a good name in this town, or his name is dirt. If we would say a name, we immediately have a thought that's associated with it, good or bad, like Hitler, or Elvis, or Jesus, or Martin Luther King. Or Michael Jordan. Years ago, there was a vice presidential debate, and Dan Quayle likened himself to John F. Kennedy. His debating opponent, Lloyd Benson, said, I knew John F. Kennedy, and Mr. Quayle, you're no John F. Kennedy. Secondly, a name represented or displayed your character. And parents really thought about that. When naming a child, because that name would reflect whom that child would become. Puritans were especially thoughtful about that. They named their children Charity and Faith and Hope and names like that, biblical names. God changed Jacob's name from Swindler to Prince of God. And Jesus changed Simon's name to Peter, meaning the rock. He would become a rock on which the church was built. And Abraham became, or Abram became Abraham, the father of many nations. And that's who he became. 
It also signifies your authority. Names represent your authority. The police say, stop in the name of the law. They have authority. If you got a call today from Glenn Young and you didn't know him, you probably wouldn't take it. But if you got a call from Glenn Youngkin, you would probably pick up because he has authority as the governor of the state of Virginia. Jesus' name has authority. In Acts 3.3 and 3.16, and 3.16, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. It's a big deal to misuse the name of God because we're defaming his reputation, his character, his authority. And misusing God's name is not only cussing. Let let me show you some other ways that we can misuse God's name. One way is to insult And this is using profanity or swearing to express irritation at another person. And it's wrong. Someone said, if cussing was a crime, then golf would be illegal. And this is why I don't golf. In the Welsh Revival, an interesting story, this is around 1900, 1901, great revival in Wales, that the mules in the coal mine stopped working. Why did they stop working? Because the miners went to the revival services, got saved, stopped swearing, and the mules couldn't understand the commands anymore. True. America is one of the most foul-mouthed nations on earth. You're always hearing beep. Interview with someone, beep, beep. They're beeping out the bad words. And how many of a fine movie was ruined by all the profanity? Take the movie Apollo 13, for instance. Good movie. But the astronauts themselves, when discussing that movie, said they really did a great job making that movie, except all the cussing. We didn't cuss. So they put that in there. And music today, especially rap and hip hop, if you, I hope, accidentally overhear the lyrics, they really, truly are foul. And the word hell itself has become a generic comparison. It's cold as hell or it's raining like hell. So why do people swear anyway? What are some reasons for that? Is it a lack of self-control? Is it they want to shock the other person? Is it because they have a very small, limited vocabulary and those are the only words they know? Weak people have weak arguments when they name call. They just... Throw out somebody's a racist or a white supremacist or a homophobe. And they just hurl that out there, whether it's true or not. But sometimes it sticks when that when someone is labeled that effectively canceling that person and marginalizing them. I remember when we lived in Canton and we were walking around our neighborhood and this child could not have been more than three or four years old, just swearing up a storm. It's like, how could a three-year-old know these words except hearing them at home and in culture? So it takes self-control and maturity to temper our speech when we're angry. Maybe find a word like marshmallow to use instead of God's name. 
Here's another way we misuse God's name. We, to excuse ourselves. To excuse ourselves. We, we excuse our shortcomings and blame God. We'll say, God made me this way. God did not lead me to honor that contract or my marriage. I prayed about it and God didn't show me to do that. See, we, we misuse God's name in our shortcomings that are our own fault. We blame God. A third way is to spiritualize. We misuse God's name. And, and Christians will sometimes do this. They'll say, God told me to tell you to do this. Right? Sometimes the, the TV preachers do this. One guy said, if, if to tell the people, if God doesn't give you $8 million, God, I am going to kill you. And also, a 900-foot-tall Jesus told him, tell everybody in your church to give $240 to build the hospital. To me, that's misusing God's name and manipulating people. It's forgery. It's attaching God's name to their desire. A fourth way we do it is to try to impress others. We misuse God's name. Insecure believers will do this. Use religious jargon to try to impress others. So other people will think they're more spiritual than they really are. Talk doesn't impress. Actions do, as our CAP team demonstrated. Anyone can talk, but not everyone can walk the talk. Titus 1.16. They profess to know God, so they have a lot of big words, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. We take God's name in vain when we talk a good talk, but we don't back it up. God is number one in my life. Okay. How's your interior life? Are you praying? Are you in the word? Are you serving him? If not, then it's all just words. A fifth way we can misuse God's name is to use his name Flippantly. We don't swear, but we use God's name too casually. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. So we reduce the name of God to a filler word or exclamation point. Take his name seriously. To use his name without a thought or impulsively is wrong. Are you really thinking about who God truly is when you're worshiping him? Or is it more half-hearted, going through the motions? It's all so routine. Isaiah 29, 13 says, And the Lord said, Because this people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 7, when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Any of us can be in a hurry and just utter some quick prayer that we always say. Something else that's a little pet peeve of mine. I never like the word just like in the song. Let's just praise the Lord. That's a filler word. You don't just Praise the Lord. He's the king of the universe. 
Malachi 1.14, Cursed be the cheat who has a male in his flock and vows it, and yet sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. Researcher George Barna said that 66% of Americans have said they've broken the third command. But I think we're all guilty of breaking it in one way or another, not just cursing. So take God's name seriously. It's in his top ten. In the Old Testament, one could be executed for misusing God's name. Don't misuse his name because it represents his reputation, his character, his authority. Treat God's name with the respect and honor it is due. So how can I use God's name more reverently, correctly? And if I do so, God will bless me. A lot of verses indicate that as I use God's name properly, he blesses me. The first way, I would say, is simply to reverence God's name. Reverence it. Use God's name when you utter it with the utmost respect. Use it carefully and lovingly. Use God's name in worship as an act of your worship. When you say God, really mean it in your heart. Psalm 29.2 Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. This is one of the reasons that I cited the Apollo 13 movie. I don't watch a lot of movies because so many of them take the Lord's name in vain. and I don't want to listen to them be literally the creator of the universe and my Lord. To me, that's not entertainment. It's more blasphemous than anything else. I think I'm pretty good at tuning things out that I hear. That it doesn't bother me, but it does. It gets inside of us. Garbage in, garbage out. If someone today took my wife's name in vain, I tell you what, I'd be really mad about it. But when I hear someone take God's name in vain, I just sit there silently at the movie theater and just keep on watching. So I would say to you, speak up if you hear someone misusing God's name, like the monks did at a monastery, the story I read in a book. Some construction workers were on their campus at the monastery doing some work, and they were taking the Lord's name in vain. And one of the monks was upset by it. And he came to the construction workers and said, we love that man around here. Would you stop using his name that way? And the workers stopped. I'll bet they had never really thought about it before until someone addressed them with this. Working on our mouths and what comes out of them is a big deal for most of us Christians. I know before I was saved, man, I cussed a lot. Like every third or fourth word. Just a filler word, I suppose. But then I got saved, and it mostly stopped. Occasionally it would slip out, but it was still in my mind. Even if I didn't say it, it was still there. Not as much now. The Lord is still working on me. The Holy Spirit will help you if you ask Him to help me in this area with my mouth. But not just swearing. How about the things you say in kindness toward other people? Lord, help me increase my love and the kind words I say, words that will edify and build up those who hear me. That would be good. Respecting people made in the image of God. 
So not only reverencing his name, but knowing what his name means is important. Psalm 9:10 says, and those who know your name put their trust in you for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. I can't really put my trust in his name unless I know his name. And God has many names in Scripture. Each of those names describing some aspect of his character. What a great study that would be sometime to study the names of God and what they signify. I get to know God better by knowing his name and honoring his name. The second thing I would say in how we can practically honor God's name is to live it. Second Timothy 2.19. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. If I'm going to name the name of the Lord as a Christian, that's what I'm doing. I need to depart from iniquity. Our lifestyles can bring God's reputation into disrepute. The old vanity plate on my car was REV, the, the letter four, or the number four, and then JC. Do you get that? Reverend for Jesus Christ. So I'm driving all around Hanover County, all around the state, and that's who I'm saying I am. I'm a reverend for Jesus Christ. So did my driving reflect who I say I really am or not. So if I'm a Christian and I've got Christian bumper stickers all over my car, right? Is my driving reflecting who I say I am? Don't drag Christ's name through the gutter by your lifestyle. If you're living in sin, you're defaming his name. May your and my walk match our talk. I would think if we talk to unbelievers, why, why haven't you become a Christian? I think a lot of them would say, well, it's the Christians. They're a bunch of hypocrites. And that may be true. God's not going to listen to that excuse on the day of judgment. He's going to hold them accountable. But yet, are we giving folks ammunition so they can shoot Jesus with it by how we live? If the unbeliever says, why should I be a Christian? Your lifestyle, my lifestyle is really not any different. So why should they believe in Christ? And the third way to honor God's name, I think, is to trust it. Trust his name. Psalm 33, 21 says, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. The Bible says we're to pray in the name of Jesus. Why? Well, because he told us to. That when we pray in Jesus' name, he hears us and will honor his son. I don't talk to God in my own name as if my own name had some kind of special standing before him. My name does not give me access to God, but Jesus' name does because he's the mediator between God and us. He's the bridge. And now I can come boldly to him in Jesus' name. And you know what? I love to hear public prayers, especially in secular society where the person praying says, at the end of their prayer, in the name of Jesus. I like that boldness. Acts 4.12 For there is salvation in no one else. 
For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. John twenty thirty one. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. I trust in Jesus for salvation. There's no other way. I trust in Jesus for healing, as it says in Acts 3, 6 and 16, which I read. I trust his name for every need that I have because all things are possible in his name. Luke six forty five. the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So I ask you today, what are you filled with? If you're filled with God, what's going to come out of your mouth is God and good things. If you're not, what's going to come out of your mouth is the world. Do you need to clean up your language? Do you need a heart change? Only Jesus can do that. Use his name with reverence and awe. Be serious about God's name. It's not a joke when people misuse it. They're offending the creator of the universe. This is serious. So as we close today, I'm just going to invite you that if you need to confess and forsake a sin of misusing God's name, that you you do it right now. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I, I am misusing your name, not because I'm a profane person, but all these other ways. And then receive his forgiveness. Ask him to give you a new heart. And if you need to ask Jesus Christ. To be your Lord and Savior, you do that at this time as well. Let's pray. Lord, as we do business with you in our hearts, let us take your word seriously to us. For you're speaking to us through your scripture, the holy word of God. Lord, we do honor your name. We want to honor your name. There is no higher name than your name. And the name of your son, Jesus. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord and God to your glory. Let us be careful with your name. Using it well. Representing you well in our world. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's stand.